Amen. This is glorious Easter Sunday of 2020. Thank you for joining us uh, to worship our Lord on this uh, Easter Sunday. Though we can, we are not uh, meeting at the church. I want you to know God is where you are at this very moment. So let us give Him the best worship we can. Uh, today I want to I want to read the passage from Colossians chapter one. Verses 15 to 17. I titled my message as, Who is Jesus Christ? Very simple question. Who is Jesus Christ? Let me read the passage. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, on earth <clears throat> visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. That is the word of the Lord. Christ is risen. Indeed, he is risen from the dead. We are celebrating uh, Christ's resurrection. Resurrection is a historical fact, yet many people, many do not believe the resurrection of Jesus Christ. People tend to uh, think resurrection is a made-up story by disciples because they wanted to start a new religion called Christianity. If that is true, they wouldn't make women as the first witness because back in those days, women's witness opinions saying was they didn't really give that much credit to that. And if disciples wanted to just make a story, made up the story, so they can start a religion called Christianity, would they uh, die for that religion, fake stories? I guess not. Would you die for made up story? Probably not. All of them, all of 11 disciples of Jesus Christ, they gave their life for sharing the resurrected Christ. They boldly share resurrection of Jesus Christ. It was their core message. Why is that? Because they met risen Christ. Jesus is alive. They met risen Christ. That's why they could boldly preach the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Some of them said, uh, you know what, actually, Jesus didn't die. He was unconscious when he got crucified. But uh, he woke up. When he woke up, he found himself in tomb. That's why he could walk around and show himself to others. And he was telling others, I'm resurrected. And actually, people believe that theory. Can you believe that? Uh, we call that swoon theory. And some of them say, uh, actually, Jesus was twin. And Jesus died, but his twin brother show up after Jesus died. So the twin brother uh, claimed himself as Jesus. That's why they kept the religion called Christianity. That's actually, some of them believe that. That's a twin theory. I, I was thinking, if you don't want to really believe, just say you don't want to believe. You don't have to come up with all those kind of theories. Who is Jesus Christ? 
who is he that the history was divided by BC and AD after his death and resurrection? Who is he that so many artists and musics and literatures dedicate to the name of Jesus? Who is he that even today so many people, so many followers are willing to give their lives for the name of Jesus? Who is he that on this Easter Sunday everywhere, everywhere in the world, celebrating, worshiping him? Who is Jesus? Resurrection is an amazing story because nobody ever came back to life and lived forever. Nazareth came back, right? Jesus rose Nazareth from the dead, but he couldn't live forever. Those, who, those of whom Jesus raised from the dead, they faced that again. But Jesus rose from the dead and he is still living God. Resurrection is an amazing story, yet if we figure out who Jesus is, this resurrection story makes perfect sense. Who is Jesus? For last 2,000 years, people still ask this same question. Who is Jesus? Who is he? You can find the answer in today's text, with the text is just that we read. And that before I uh, share today's text, I want to ask this question. Who is Jesus to you? Let's ask the question to us. Who is Jesus to you? Who is Jesus to us? Who is Jesus to me? Is he one who uh, found a religion called Christianity? Or is he a good moral teacher? Or is he son of God? Let's look at uh, what the Bible says about uh, today. Is it mine? Okay, uh, Sherry is picking up my... Okay, let me thumb it off. Okay. Jesus is the image of God. Jesus is the image of God. Let's read the verse 15 again. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creatures. What's the image? What does the image mean? Image, when you look at the word in Greek, it is word icon. We got the word icon from this word. When you look up the dictionary, icon means a picture, image, or other representation. That's what it, the icon means. But, you know, mis, mi, the image and mi, the picture can be misleading. We know that so well, right? I don't know if that's the right word in the Photoshop, we can use the word Photoshop, Photoshop, I guess. We can fix the image. Uh, so the image can be misleading. The picture can be misleading. I heard an article, uh, read an article. Uh, there were a long-distance couple in China. They communicate to each other by sending letters and pictures. They never met each other, but they were having a companionship, relationship through the mails, through the uh, communicating through the letters. And they never met, but guy wanted to see her. So he took two days riding a train to meet her. Finally, they met, and guy was very disappointed because she didn't expect the girl look like the way he, I guess, expected. The picture and reality was very different. But here in this verse, Jesus is not fake icon. 
He is the image of God. God himself, true representation. That's who Jesus is. John chapter 49 says, Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I spent, have been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? When you look at Jesus, you will see God. Because Jesus is the image of God. When you understand that Jesus is the image of God, you will begin to believe the resurrection of Jesus. Because God can do anything. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the firstborn of all creation. Let's look at the verse 15 again. He is the image of God, invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Back in Apostle Paul's day, there was teaching that they denied the deity of Jesus Christ. They were saying, you know what? Jesus was superhuman created being, but not a divine being. They were saying he is mere human, not God. But we have similar teaching like that in present day. One of the major group is Jehovah Witness. They call themselves Christians, and they say, we have real truth. And using their own translation, and they mention this particular verse, chapter, uh, verse 15. They say, see, Jesus is firstborn. Jesus is the first fruit. And they just stop right there. They don't see the whole context. When you read the scripture, you have to understand. We have to perceive the whole context as a truth, not just to pick one phrase or verse from the Bible. You got to see the following verse. Following verse says in 16. Let's look at the 16. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether throne of powers or rulers or authorities. All things were created by him and for him. All things were created for him, by him and for him. Here the firstborn means position and privilege. Not that he was firstborn in order. Firstborn in Jewish tradition has to do with inheritance. In case of Jesus, it means Jesus can claim everything that belongs to God. Jesus has privilege to claim anything of God. That's what that means. Firstborn over all creation. Paul talks about Jesus' position here. Revelation uh, 17, 14 says, They will make war against the Lamb, but the Lamb will overcome them because He is the Lord of the lords and King of kings, and with Him He will be called chosen and faithful followers. See, Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords, that's why every Sunday we profess our faith by the song. He is the Lord, He is the Lord. Yes, he is the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. There was a king who fell in love with this lady. This lady didn't know that he was a king. With the king's authority, he could order her to marry him. But he gave up. Rather than doing that, he gave up his position as a king and became an ordinary person. 
He wanted her to choose him, to love him, not to force her to love him. Because he knew that the love has to do with free will, not by force. This king was willing to throw away his position so that he can marry her. But what if, but what if she doesn't fall in love with him? That's too risky, isn't it? That's too risky. I think Jesus took that risk. Though he was the king of kings, he chose to be human so that he can show his love for us. However, though he gave up all the glory of being divine to be human, he still was 100% divine. He was 100% God. Therefore, the resurrection was not the extraordinary miracle. God can do anything, right? Who is Jesus? Third point, Jesus is a creator. Let's look at verse 16. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether throne or powers or rulers or authority. All things were created by him and for him. He is the creator. Being at home, it's not easy, right? And I go out my backyard very often these days. And you know what I realized? I start to notice things that I haven't noticed before. I began to hear things. I, I, I never knew I can hear sounds of birds, singing, you know, birds singing sounds. I never knew that we have a tiny flowers in my backyard, the lawn with a bunch of clovers. I never knew you know, we had that kind of tree in my backyard. And I realized God is amazing. God created all things. He is the God who created tiny, tiny flowers so delicately. I mean, he's a master. He's amazing, amazing designer. He's creator. And the same God is the one who created the whole universe. Think about the galaxy. He is the God who created the whole universe. What do you think about this? Fact number one, books write themselves without the need of an author. Fact number two, cars build themselves without the need of manufacturer. Fact number two, music composes itself into beautiful harmonies without the need of com composer. Now, any kindergarten student could testify to the fact that above three statements are nonsense. What about fact number four? The whole universe came into being through a process of random chance, chance and beneficial mutations without any need of a designer. Evidently, fact number four is on the same level as the previous mentioned facts, one and two and three. True fact of matter is Jesus created them all. Jesus created the whole universe. John 1, 3 says, Though through him all things were made, without him nothing was made that had been made. Jesus Christ, he's a creator. C.S. Lewis said once, Either he is God, or he was a lunatic or liar. There's no other possible position 
Bible position you can hold. He claimed to be God in the flesh, the creator of heavens and earth. Is he God or is he crazy person or is he liar? Jesus Christ is creator. Therefore, he could raise himself from the dead. Last point that I want to make is this. Jesus holds all things together. Jesus holds all things together. Verse 17. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. I love this the particular verse. In him all things hold together. When you look at the Greek word, sunestime, that's the word, holding things together. Sunestime means to stick together, to cohere. It means Jesus is like super glue. He can make anything to stick together. He is holding whole universe. Don't you wonder that, the, that what holds this whole universe? What if earth stray and goes off and hit the moon? Have you ever thought about that? What if everything is dive into black hole and explosion? take places. Have we wondered? Scientists did so much research and tried to figure that out. And they came up with four forces. Did you know that? Number one, gravity. Number two, electromagnetism. I don't know what that is, but there's things like that. And number three, the weak force. And number four is strong force. Last two force doesn't sound like scientific language. Do you know out of four forces, which one is the most mysterious one? The last one, the strong force. And this force is billions of times powerful than electromagnetism. That's what scientists say. Do scientists know what this strong force is? I think I know. I would say it is Jesus. I'm not saying strong force is Jesus, but God is the one who created the whole thing. Gravity, from gravity to strong force. He's holding whole things, whole package. He got the whole world in his hand. You know that song, right? He got the whole, whole world in his hand. He got the whole universe in his hand. And he got you and me in his hand. He's God who holds whole universe in his hand, yet he hears when we whisper with agony. He has you and in me in his hand. So do not worry about tomorrow. Do not worry about your future. He is holding your future because he is alive. He is a risen Christ. Let me conclude my message today. In 1887, 22 years later, after the assassination of President Abraham Lincoln, his coffin was dug up and opened because there were constant rumors that his body was not in the grave. So they dug it up and the body was there. The rumors continued. So 14 years later, they had to dig it up again. Both times, witnesses were present who testified that Lincoln was still in the grave. 
three days after the death of Jesus Christ, similar rumors began to spread throughout the land of Israel. Only this time there were no witnesses who could say that they had seen his body. In fact, many witnesses claim to have seen him out of his grave and even talked with him after the resurrection. As great a man as Lincoln was, there were witnesses to prove he was still in the grave. If one of us cry out today to Lincoln, we wouldn't get any response from Lincoln. But if we, if you and I, call out to Jesus Christ, there is instant power available to us. There's instant power available to us. Power to change lives. Why? Because he is living God. He is alive. He is risen from the dead. Many years ago, Billy Graham responded to the sermon who shouted out, God is dead. God is dead. Dr. Graham, with tenderness, at least replied, that sounds strange because I just talked to him in my prayer a minute ago. Indeed, he is living God. Who is the main figure of this Easter Sunday? Who is the main figure? Jesus Christ is. Let me ask you again. Do you know Jesus Christ? Do you know Jesus Christ? Do you know Jesus Christ? Jesus is in the image of invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things were created by him and for him. He is the before all things, and in him all things hold together. Jesus Christ is God. And that same Jesus is risen Christ, who is inviting us to this celebration of glorious Sunday, Easter Sunday. Indeed, he is risen. And he is our hope and everything. Would you join me in prayer? Would you join me in prayer? Thank you, Jesus, for your manifestation. Thank you, Father God, for being who you are. Indeed, you are the image of God, firstborn of all creation. You are the creator and one who holds everything, including our lives, Lord. Thank you, Father God. We celebrate. We truly want to celebrate who you are, Lord. Thank you for being our hope, ultimate hope. Even though we go through this difficult time due to the COVID-19, Father, we know that you are holding our future. Therefore, Father, we boldly face tomorrow by lifting your name high. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.